The reason why the last day of Yom Tov, the last day of Yom Tov of Sukkot, which is the second day of Shmini Atzeres, that's called by the name Simchas Teres. Zogder Ramad Ramad tells us, "Lefisha smechim ve'oisim be'sudus mishta," because we rejoice and we make a meal of celebration, Lugmaros al Teira, for the completion of the Teira. Such shingeret filmol. It's already been discussed many times as a nomen versus muskem that a name which has has agreement Torah also calls it by that name. Hagam as a vet doesn't mean the uh, the written Torah. It means the Jewish community, the Torah community has given a name to a certain day, to a certain thing. Hagam a vet bashtim tzlib on inimusuim, even though that name is given because of a specific thing associated with that day or that thing. Asiba pa'ula, whether it's a reason or something that we do at that time, is But besides for the fact that it's associated with that one detail, which is how the name was chosen, because it has that name, the name must represent the general theme of that thing or that day. Especially according to what is known as that the name which, by which it's called in Loshan Kaidish is the highest, and the Nivra is what brings life to that created thing. So it's uh, obviously even more understood that whatever that thing represents is expressed in the name, because the name is what brings highest to that thing, so therefore the name must express what that thing stands for what it represents from them is verstanding from this we can understand in regards to our matter that that even though the reason why the last day of Yom Tov is called because that's when we make we rejoice because we've completed the Torah that's the reason why it was given that name as the Ramos said the Baldabar as the nomen is Nikogivar Nefgansim is left since, however, the name Simchas Torah is attached to the entire day of that Yom Tov. Is moving as the nomen Simchas Torah to Shaychus on a Fabun Mikolin Yoni Ayim. So we understand that Simchas Torah is connected to every part of the day of Simchas Torah, not only to the Suda, to the uh, celebration that we make in regards to the completion of the Torah. Even more. From them, is in them tog. From the very fact that we've chosen this day in which to complete the Torah, is It's obvious that this day, for some reason, is connected to whatever completing the Torah represents, and therefore that day was chosen. So obviously, that day is connected to. Simchas Torah as well, not just the fact that we finished the Torah then, because you get asked the question, why was this day chosen to finish the Torah? This day was chosen because this day is a day which is associated with celebrating the completion of the Torah, the entire day. The myth is moving. By this we can understand. 
that the Friedrich Rebbe said as the brachas the brachas shechiyonu v'simchas teira that the bracha that we make shechiyonu for the yom tov v'simchas teira which we make at night by kiddush or when you light the shabbos the yom tov candles is nishnar from yom tov the shechiyonu goes not only on the yom tov itself which is what most shechiyonus of a yom tov are associated with the fact that we reach the yom tov but that this Shechiyonu also goes, applies to the Torah generally speaking the, uh, the idea of the Shechiyonu is of course associated with the fact that it is a Yom Tev, the second day of Shemini but since this Shechiyonu is being said on a, a, over a day of Yom Tev, on a day of Yom Tev, which has its own name, not like all the other Yom Tevim, as I'll explain, which carry the name of the first day. Here, the, the Simchas Torah has its own name, was given its own name for the second day. And this is different than all the other second days of Yom Tev, which we celebrate in Golis. Which don't carry their own their own name, like Sukkot. You have the first day of Sukkot and the second day of Sukkot. They're both called Sukkot. And even in regards to Shvishol Pesach, which is the second of the the second two days of Pesach, the second day of Shvishol Pesach is called Achanshol Pesach, a slightly different name. So the name expresses the fact that it's Pesach. It's just a continuation of Pesach. But it's not the seventh day. It's the eighth, the last day of Pesach. But it's still Pesach. It still carries the name Pesach. Whereas when we get to the name of Simchas the name Simchas doesn't indicate any connection to Shmini which is the first day of that Yom Tev, we don't call it Shmini Atzeres Beis, or something like that, we call it by a completely different name, which doesn't even indicate any connection to Shmini Atzeres. Is a filidin yonavazainen toichendik fabunimit Yom Tev So even those things which are connected to the fact that this is the second day, because we're in Golis, so we keep two days. So Simchas Torah has that dimension as well. It's the second day of Shmini Atzeres. It does have that meaning. That's why we celebrate a second day. But even those parts of Simchas Torah are also connected. Also must be connected to Torah and the celebration of Torah because the whole day is called Simchas Torah. So every part of it is connected to Simchas Torah, to the celebration of Torah even that part of the day which is because it's the second day of Shmini Atzeres however we have to understand why this that the Friedrich Rebbe said we make on the Torah why is it connected to the rejoicing of the Torah what's the connection between the Shechionu and the rejoicing of the Torah it's even it's it seems difficult to say that that's what it means. The simcha in them tog is the gemara Because why do we celebrate the? Why do we rejoice on that day? 
what are we rejoicing about the Torah on that day? The fact that we completed the Torah. And in Yechadosh, whereas the Bracha Shechiyonu was usually associated with something new that is being started, started, not something that's being completed. That in, in this context, the Shechiyonu would seem to be more connected to when do we begin the Torah? When do we begin anew the Torah? So why is it that the Shechion was associated with the celebration of the Torah, which comes as a, as a result of having completed the Torah? That completing the Torah doesn't seem to be associated with the Shechion. Beginning the Torah seems to be associated with Shechion. The Pashtas Voltling Ekent Mazbezayn. On a simple level, we could ex- perhaps explain as the Bracha Shechion is Takanish Fabunamidim Etzem Kriyas Valimina Torah. That the Shekhyonu was not made because we have the opportunity to learn Torah. Because then you have the question, we're not learning the Torah, we're completing the Torah. This is not the time to make that Shekhyonu. Nor, um, nor, rather the Shekhyonu is a thanksgiving to Hashem for the new celebration, the new rejoicing. We, we are happy and we rejoice over what? The person, I as a person, I've completed the entire Torah. So that gives me joy. The fact that I was able, that I, Hashem gave me the uh, opportunity, the good fortune to be able to complete the Torah. So I as a person am in a rejoiceful mood. And therefore I make a shachiyonu over that, my rejoicing, not over the learning of Torah, where it would be more uh, appropriate to make it at the beginning of the learning. Similar to what we say, the halacha is in the, in, when we make a bracha uh, on something that we enjoy, as this kol simchas leiv of adam, that anything that brings joy to the heart of a person, so you have to make a shachiyonu on that. The fact that I'm, in a, I'm happy that something happened. So I w- completed the Torah, that gives me joy. So I make a Shekhyonu on my joy that I'm experiencing having completed such a big undertaking. So according to this, it will come out as a Bircha Shekhyonu is Nishaf Torah. So according to this, it would come out that the Bracha of Shekhyonu was not on the Torah, nor Evdem Simcha from Gemarashal Torah, but rather on my joy that I had the opportunity to complete it. But from the way the Friediger Rebbe puts it, it seems as the Baruch is because the Friediger Rebbe says that we make the Shechiyonu on Torah, not on my joy that I completed the Torah. It's associated with with the Torah. And the Torah, it would seem that this is not the right time to make a Shechiyonu. So therefore we have to say that even though the, the simcha, the rejoicing is because we complete the Torah but completing the Torah is always connected to the beginning of the Torah to restarting the Torah because according to Torah in regards to Torah, there is no such thing as an ongoing completion of the Torah. 
because immediately as you complete it we have to restart it again so there's never a time when we completed it and it goes on in a state of completion immediately we restart it in fact that not only is there no delayed um, set, um, period between the, com- the ending, completing of the Torah and the beginning of the Torah there's no period at all because it happens immediately without any interruption. The chiyuv t'midi from onaim learning Torah is because there is a constant chiyuv to learn Torah. So as soon as you complete the Torah, you have to of course start the Torah again. You're not exempt from learning Torah just because you completed it. So immediately you must start again. Ilonvi says takat the which in fact is the minigisrol as bal nochasim akriya that as soon as you finish reading the, from the zaysa bracha the last parsha of the Torah, we of course immediately begin to read Bereshus again. When Vibal does this, Simcha Begemarish of Torah is he an Asenis. So this in itself leads us to the conclusion that since you completed the Torah, the completion itself is what in the imperative to start the Torah immediately. So the minute you say, I completed the Torah, it means, by definition, that you're going to restart the Torah. So therefore we might be able to say, as the bracha shechionu, that the bracha shechionu has been made of abunim, that when we say that we, com- we make a bracha shechionu because we complete the Torah, which immediately means that we're going to restart the Torah. So the bracha is for the restarting of the Torah. So perhaps that's the reason why the Friedrich Rebbe says that it's associated, the Shechianu is associated with Torah and he doesn't have to say that it's associated with the completion of the Torah because the completion immediately, immediately means the restarting. And then it's already the Torah itself which we're celebrating, not my personal celebration that I completed the Torah. Now I'm, re- I'm making a Shechianu for starting the Torah, which is the Torah itself. And that's what he means. Perhaps that's what the meaning is. But it's difficult to say this. Since the, the obligation to learn Torah is constant, is ongoing, and this is a person that studies Torah every day, and this Torah which we completed, it's the same Torah that we're starting again. So then if so, if it's just an ongoing thing, so how is it new? What's new about it? I learned yesterday, I learned the day before, I learned today, I'm learning tomorrow. It's just an ongoing thing. If the obligation, if it's all based on the obligation to constantly learn Torah, so what, what makes it new? I learned yesterday, I learned this section, which happens to be the last section. I start again because I have to continue learning Torah. So it's just one ongoing study of Torah. So what's new about it? that we should make a shachiyonu because something new happened it's just an ongoing thing of studying Torah and if you'll say that it's because of the great importance of Torah and the, the, the way we relate to the importance of Torah so, and that's what makes us excited when says so then it should be, and which means that it is, because, we're not talking about 
a person that is un, um, uninterested in what the Torah says or doesn't want to do what the Torah tells him to do. We're talking about people, people that do want to do what the Torah says. And since the Torah says, that on every day it should be in your eyes as if it's new. So if we're talking about the importance of Torah and that a person values Torah, so then every day you have to value the Torah in the same way. So it's an ongoing process, learning Torah. Every day it has to be as if it's new. So then what happens in Simchas Torah that makes it so exciting? If it's about the Torah itself, Gimel is the beer bazet. So the explanation is: Since the Torah is the wisdom of Hashem, and the wisdom of Hashem means it's longer than anything we can imagine. It's wider than the sea. It's just endless. Torah is ainsof. Torah is infinite. Is b'shas men is mesayim the Torah. So when we complete the Torah, and we start to read the Torah, we start to learn the Torah once again, so then we have the obligation not to just simply repeat what we did last time. We have to increase, to make, bring something new to, this, to the new cycle of Torah. We have to begin to learn Torah in a new way, more than we learned last year, differently than we learned it last year. We have to learn the new the new cycle has to be learned in a way that is infinitely greater than what we did last year. And because Hashem is infinite and His wisdom is infinite, so there's enough room to be able to continue to learn without in a whole new way. Because something that we didn't learn last year, it just goes on endlessly. There's so much more that we can accomplish here. So that's what we're obligated to do, to accomplish a much greater and infinitely greater uh, study of Torah this year. And that's the joy that we have in Simchas Torah. And what it means that we make a Shechiyonu on the Torah itself. Not on having completed it, but on the Torah itself. After we complete the Torah, the, uh, Last year's cycle, we make a celebration because we finished one approach to the study of Torah. And because of this, we now make a Shechiyonu because we're going to begin to study Torah in a whole new way, in a whole infinitely greater way. So that's the Shechiyonu because we have to start a whole new study of Torah, a whole new way of studying Torah. And even though the study of Torah is meant to be done with our intellect and our ability to understand it, and intellect is by nature, by definition, limited. So if it's all based on seichel, on intellect, on our intellect, so what does it mean that it's going to be in a completely, infinitely greater way than last time? What do you mean infinitely? It's all based on seichel. Seichel is not infinite. Seichel is limited. But however, since Torah is infinite, so therefore, in the way that we study Torah, which has to be studied with understanding and with intellect, 
with Seichel. So there are ways in which we can understand the Torah because the Torah is infinite. And the Torah is meant to be uh, filtered through Seichel. So there must be many uh, deeper and deeper ways in which to study Torah through, in, through our Seichel. That and also that we can do it in a completely new way, something that we didn't see last year at all, and an infinite way, because Torah is by nature infinite, and Torah filters through Seichel, so there must be even in Seichel a way that we can approach it in a whole new way, even in an infinite way. A dogma of them gefindmen in dem was the gemara zakt to give an example of what this means. What does it mean to see something in a completely new way, something very different than we saw last time? The Gemara says, Vegn Reb Zayde, t- tells us about Reb Zayde, Kisolik when Reb Zayde went to Eretz Yisrael from Bavel, Yosef Meya he fasted a hundred fasts. A hundred days he fasted, so that he f- would forget the Talmud, the learning that he had done in Bavel before he got to Yisrael, so that it shouldn't interfere with his learning of the Torah now in Yisrael. And as so that he will be able to properly learn Talmud Yerushalmi. So he fasted a hundred time, hundred days, so that he would forget what he learned before. So we have to understand about this. Why did he have to forget the Talmud Bavli in order to be able to study Talmud Yerushalmi? In Seichel is the Chayidia Ba'avona Nishvloiz Nishmevalvul because when we talk about Seichel and try and being able to understand a concept, not only is what you know from before not doesn't interfere with your your ability to continue to understand an, an, in a better way, in a higher way, and so on. Nor as his Having understood something on a more basic level doesn't interfere with your ability to be able to understand it on a higher level. It assists you in being able to understand it in a higher level. If you have the foundation upon which this new level will be built, It'll help you to understand, to move further, and to go higher in your understanding. So why did Reb Zayre find that he had to forget Talmud Bavli in order to be able to study Talmud Rishalmi? So the answer is, And when do we say that understanding it on a more basic level will help you to understand it on a higher level? If what you're trying to understand, the new level that you're trying to understand, is in is a further step, a step up from what you were learning till now, so then you have to take the first step in order to get to the second step. But when you're talking about going from the way they learn in Bavel to the way they learn in Talmud Yerushalmi, and learning it the way they learned in Talmud Yerushalmi was not a step up from Talmud Bavli. It's a completely new way of seeing things. Even the way Reb Zayre, the great understanding that Reb Zayre himself, he was a great sage of the Talmud Bavli, and he understood Talmud Bavli on a much higher level than your ordinary student. So even in comparison to the way he understood Talmud Bavli, 
Talmud Yerushalmi is an infinitely different way of understanding things. But if Talmud Bavli ved gezot, because in regards to Talmud Bavli, it says then they quote the pasuk Machshakim Hashivani. I sat in darkness because Talmud Bavli, the the method of Talmud Bavli is we try to get to a certain, we try to work our way to a certain conclusion. Rather, we try to see what the right conclusion is. So we try one method, and when that doesn't work, so we try another approach, and a third approach. In other words, that's compared to what the marshal, the analogy for that is given, that if somebody is sitting in a dark room, and you have to find your way out of the room, so you feel around the walls, and you come to an opening, and you try that opening, you find it's a window. You try another opening, that one is also a window, or a closed window. Then you finally, you get to the door. What happens if you turn on the light? You don't have to tap around in the walls. You go immediately to the correct, to the uh, to the exit that you're trying to get to. That's Talmud Yerushalmi. When of Talmud Yerushalmi Zakmin ain't Torah, Torah Eretz Yisrael. There is no Torah like the Torah of Eretz Yisrael. It is an immediate. You see the correct approach immediately. The Faris, the Friedrich Limit Mavavul, so the Limit Chodesh from Talmud Yerushalmi. Therefore, Reb Zayra knew. That in order to be able to study your Shalmi, Talmud Bavli would be an hindrance to understanding your Shalmi. Because it's, it's a completely different method of, of seeing things. And therefore, he had to leave that behind. He had to forget that whole approach to be able to be able to what we would call to think out of the box, to be able to see things in a completely new way. Talmud Shalmi, you see the correct answer immediately, and therefore. He had to leave that behind. The point here is that in studying Torah, we find right here that there was a, a somebody was learning Torah, a person like Rab Zeirah, who understood Torah on a very, very high level, but yet he had to come to a point where he had to see it in a completely, infinitely different way. So that's the Chadosh, that's the means, the new approach that a person has to take on when he's going to relearn the Torah, to learn the Torah in the new year. And there are multiple levels that can be applied. This is just one example of a completely, an infinitely different way of seeing things, even though you're learning the same thing. Based on this, we can understand what we spoke about much, much more clearly. Well, Bahagdim, by first explaining Vosmen is Mevair, that which is explained in Tan for Vosmot Nizhgegebim, Kevegeven, Simchastaira, Vishagashvuas. Why is it, the question has asked, why is it that we didn't make Simchastaira on Shvuas? In Uzman for Matan Taira. Shvuas is the time that we were given the Taira. Why wouldn't that be the right time to complete the Taira from last year and to start Taira again? No, Dafke Bishminiat says, when did we start it? When did we restart it? And what's the reason that Shmini Atzeres? That's because that is after the second luchas were given. The first luchas was given, luchas were given on Shavuos. The second luchas were given on Yom Kippur. And then after that, we complete the Torah and we start again. And the reason is, The reason why we do it, we restart the Torah on rather than on Shavuos is because the second luchas were given to the Yidin as Balei Tshuva. Vazdos is a greater simcha that is a greater simcha 
Sinas the Luchas of Rishonim of Shavuos, then the giving of the Luchas, the first Luchas on Shavuos, Vosas the Tzadikim, which were given to Tzadikim. With the first time David gave the Torah, gave it to perfect uh, people. When the when the Yidden made the Eagle and then the Tshuva and then Yom Kippur Hashem forgave them and he gave them the second set of Luchas that was giving the Torah to the Yidden as Bali Tshuva and that's a greater Simcha. When the Fun and the Dan. So from this, now understanding in our in regards to what we're talking about, after the fast, and Hashem forgives us and atones, gives us atonement. On Yom Kippur, every yid in every year becomes a whole new person. On the far and therefore, when it is bald, noch the Messiah, the Torah, the Torah, when right after getting that atonement on Yom Kippur becoming a whole new person, now he completes the Torah. Now we have the ability to begin to study Torah in a whole new way, based on our whole new personality. Similar to the second Torah, that there was a whole new um, elevation to Torah itself, as a result of the second luchas. As is explained in many places, the maila, the quality of the second luchas over the first luchas. Hey, Alpia now, Kemamavarizan, so based on this, we can explain the Shaykhas from Parsha Vazesabrocha, Simchas Teda, the connection between Vazesabrocha, the Parsha Vazesabrocha, and Simchas Teda. In Ascholas has said, there is Zok Teda, at the beginning of Vazesabrocha it says, as the Eivisher had given the Teda to Yidin, in an oifen from Torah Tzivolon and Moshe, that Hashem gave the Torah to the Yidden. How did He give it? That Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that uh, commanded us the Torah. The Zalpizeh is moving, from which we understand as Moshe Rabbeinu had damals the Greich to tachos v'shleimus in Yedias v'asagos Torah. That if Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be the one to give us the Torah, then he reached it, and this was said in Vezei Sabracha. In other words, shortly before he passed away. So this is when he reached the ultimate level of Torah that he could, that he was able to reach, and that's why he commanded us the Torah. He gave us over that which he had mastered. Nafal became lent and Sedra. Still, even so, in other words, this is the apex of Moshe Rabbeinu's being able to master the Torah. Yet we say at the end of the Torah, Sedra of Vizay Sabracha, by Al that Moshe Rabbeinu went up. From the plains of Moyav onto the mountain of Oy. That the Arizal says in the writings of Arizal, it's written as is that going up to Har Nevoi means that he reached the 50th gate. Nevoi, which the word Nevoi is a combination of Nun, Boy, 50, in, in there is 50, in other words, that's where he reached 50. The gate, the fiftieth gate of uh, Bina, thus says. Thus was the Gemara zakt. In other words, that which the Gemara says, Chamishim Shari Bina Nivrubaylam, that fifty gates of understanding were created into the world. The Kulam Nitnu Lamoishe Chaser Echad, and all of them were given to Moshe except for one. In other words, he reached forty-nine, but he didn't reach fifty. Chuds Dem Sharanun. Besides, for the fiftieth gate is Dos Benigayad Dem Zman Bizaim Tired. The Arizal says that what the Gemara says is talking until the time when he passed away. 
However, shortly before he passed away, he was able to master the 50th gate of understanding as well. And the 50th gate is, of course, infinitely different than the 49 gates. So, on the one hand, was whatever he was able to master at that time, and he mastered it. But then came on an additional level, the 50th gate. And one could say, possibly, that on some level, every Yid master has this same, going from the, the greatest level you could master to the 50th or to the, to the next to an infinitely greater level, every Simchas Teira. Just, it's read in Zezay Sabracha, we read it on Simchas Teira, and that this happens to every Yid as well. Of course, not in the way to as Moshe Rabbeinu, somewhat of what happened to Moshe Rabbeinu. When we read in the Teira, we study, we learn, that Moshe Rabbeinu went up on the Hardin of Vayinam and ended learning Parsha Vezeis Abracha. We finished learning Parsha Vezeis Abracha. And we begin to learn Torah on this new, infinitely new, greater level. In other words, just like Moshe Rabbeinu, he reached the culmination of his study cycle, which was his life. On just before he passed away. He completed a certain, you know, the 49th gate of, uh, of Bina. Then he came, we say, at the end of Aziz Abracha, he reached the 50th level. And the same thing happens also to every Yid. You complete the Torah from last year based on whatever you were able to bring to it last year. And then you reach a whole new level to start the Torah again, anew. Vav. But still, it needs further clarification. Because, that which we just spoke about, after we finish last year's cycle of Torah, we begin to learn Torah on a much higher level. You can't say that this is something that every Yid is able to get to that. This is really something which is for those great scholars, people on, of a higher caliber of learning Torah, so they complete it, and they go on to a whole new way of understanding Torah, but it doesn't really apply to every single Yid. So if that's the reason for Simchas Torah, because we're going to begin Torah and the Shechiyonu, as he said, because we're going to begin Torah on a whole new level, so since this doesn't really apply to most Yidin, so then what's their connection to Simchas Torah? That also the ordinary, regular Yidin that don't really have a connection to that kind of elevated uh, level of learning Torah, why are they rejoicing on Simchas Torah? Why are they making a Shechiyonu on Torah? Noch mer and even more, the Simcha be Simchas Torah is an anoifim as Ali Yidin for a Sheikh Meshif Teichem it's uh, celebrated in such a way that every Yid, from the heads of the tribes, until the, the wood choppers and the water carriers, everybody celebrates equally. 
Vimezet, how do you know that we celebrate equally? Because you see that Minig Yisrael, as Allah Tansin Tzazami, you see that the Minig is that all the Yidin and the Shul, everybody dances together. There's no hierarchy to who dances in the middle and who dances on the periphery or anything like that. Because based on this that we just explained, there should be a hierarchy, there should be a difference in what kind of celebration a person is able to get to. The people that are shyach to a whole new learning of Torah, they should be in the center and everybody else around them, the ones that aren't connected to it. The main simcha should have been practiced, observed, celebrated by the people of a higher level of understanding. But we don't see that, of course. It's not, it's not done that way. Noch starker is the Tmiya, and the question is even greater. If the whole thing of Simchas Teira, rejoicing with the Teira, and the Brachos Shechiyonu, was connected to this whole new way of studying Teira that you're now going to start, then the Simcha should also be celebrated in a similar way. It would seem that the way to express the, the, joy, the rejoicing that we're having, because we're going on to a whole new way of learning Torah, how do you express that? By learning Torah in that new oifen, in that new way. So that's how we should be celebrating the Simchus Torah, by learning in the new way. Whether it's in uh, a new way much more, or in a much deeper level, on the, in the Avanah, the Simcha, and that this new way of learning, Yid delves into the new, new way that he's planning to learn this year, and that brings out the Simcha, so that should be the way we celebrate on Simcha's Torah. But in fact, what do we see? How do we actually celebrate Simchas Torah? Not by sitting and understanding Torah on a higher, elevated level, but rather dancing with our feet. We dance with the Torah as the Torah is wrapped up, closed up, not open. When I give it in a mantle, and it's also the the mantle of the Torah is also it's inside the mantle. It's not taken out of the mantle, so we can read it. But if Nazma cannot fill in the you can't even look into the Torah. So, if the the whole simcha, the 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 great simcha of Simcha's Torah, which is why we make a shachionu, is because we're going on to learn it in a much higher level. Why don't we do that? But we don't. We dance with our feet, and we wrap the t- the Torah wrapped up and closed up. Zayin, that mendos fashtein, so we'll be able to understand this bahagdim by first explaining the beer in the nusra bracha, by first explaining the words of the bracha shechiyonu v'kimonu v'yonu l'zmanaze. Shechiyonu means he has um, he has allowed us to live, and he has allowed us to exist and allowed us to reach this time. Kimono is he sustained us, he allowed us to live, he sustained us, and he allowed us to reach this time. The wording of the bracha is, was made, was written by the Anshik So of course the wording is very, very particular. This is the Anshik 
amongst whom were many prophets, they certainly wrote in a very particular way. So we have to understand the words. The Hezbavah's Fadatzich in the Nusuf and the Bracha is, and why does it need particular explanation? What is difficult to understand about this Bracha is number one, Bozain in the Dray Lushainis. Why are there three expressions? Shehechayonu, he allowed us to live. Kimanu, he sustained us and he allowed us to reach. What are the three words? Number two, the Seder Aydobachlau is the Chmanakalakabit. Generally, when we thank Hashem for something, we go from the smaller thing and we work our way up. Not only for this thing, but even for the greater thing and the greater thing. Not only did he do a simple thing for us, he did it in a greater thing for us. He did even a greater thing for us. We work our way up. First you thank him for the smaller things. And then you go on to thank him for the bigger things. This says, since kimonu, which means sustained us, which means simply that we exist. So that means, shechionu means he gave us life. So you can, you can exist, or you can exist in a way that you live. Which one is greater? Of course that you're alive is more, greater than you simply exist. The Kvetzus Merucham, you more touched up in the Sikha. As the Friedegreb explains in the Sikha, on this matter that existing is not the same as living so it would seem that the bracha should first mention kimonu he gave us existence and then you go on to thank him and he gave us living existence we're alive not just simply exist and then go on to thank him for being alive, which is Shechiyonu. Why is the why is it reversed? First Shechiyonu and then Kimonu. In Rekeach state, in the Sefer Rekeach it says, as the Drei L'shenu Shechiyonu Kimonu Viyonu that these three words of the bracha, saying Keneged Halali Nafshi Es Hashem, they correspond to the to the Tupsukim in the Halalukas, where it says, My soul th- uh, praises Hashem. Then it goes, Ahalala Hashem Bechaye, I praise Hashem with my life. Azamr Lekebaidi, I sing to Hashem Baidi. We'll explain. Abadaz Gufa Fadad Bir, but this in itself needs to be understood. What's the connection between the three? What are these three things which the Rekeach says that the Shechyanam Kimanam Gyanu relate to these three things in, these, in this Pasuk? What is, it, what is the connection? And how do we see these, these three psukim, actually two psukim, the three expressions in the psukim, how they relate to Shechionu? Where do we see the connection? The ches, the beer in them, so the explanation is. When a person, when we're talking about a person that gives thanks to Hashem, then he thank, because he uh, allowed him to, he gave, he sustained us, and he allowed us to live, and he allowed us to reach this time. You can ask the question: See, is Zayin Leben biz itz given in Anoifen? When you thank Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for giving me life and allowing me to reach this time. 
is life so great that we thank Hashem for giving us this life? Was your life until now in such a way is everything about your life so rosy that you can say a shechiyonu and thank Hashem for everything in life? As Kendal Zayin, it's possible that there are people, it's possible that there is a person that most of his life was not a comfortable life, was not a pleasant life. So what is he thanking for? It's possible a person went through life and had great pain and Agmas Nefesh in his life. So why is he thanking Hashem for, the life, for his life? As we know, the uh, question of the philosophers, it means the Jewish philosophers, of course, like the Rambam, in regards to mankind as a whole. There's a question about mankind. If you were to make a, a sum total of what went, what happened to people during life, in life, is Gormelech, it's possible, it's quite possible, that the time that you go through difficulty and pain is even more than the time that you go through pleasant life and nachas and, and joyful life. There's more difficulties in life than there is joy. It's possible that there is, that a person should come to that conclusion. Biz de Sachakal is Chazal. And in fact, it's the when you look at that when you examine a person's life or people uh, mankind's life, Chazal say that the sub, the bottom line is what It would be better if a person wasn't created to begin with. In other words, the net result is better not to be born. So what does it mean that we thank Hashem for Shechiyonu? Was life so good? When I feel in foul. Then by them mention is this nisha zeibavadai, and even if you'll say that, well, I'm not really sure. You know, I'm not certain that the life was worse than it was better. It's possible that I had better, more good days in my life than I had bad days in my life. So it's so okay. Maybe you're not sure, but it's possible that it's uh, the bottom line is that it was a word that the, the worst day, the bad days were more than the good days. So then, when you have a suffolk, suffolk brachas lahakul, you don't make a bracha if you have a suffolk. So when a person is getting ready to make a shachionu, and he looks back at his life, can he be certain that his, he's happy with his life, that it was a good life, and he thanks Hashem for giving him such a great life? Maybe there were more bad days, maybe it's not worthy of thanking. The Rebbe is memagdim shachionu. Therefore, the first thing we say in the bracha is Shechiyonu. Pung vidachai is kipshute hebech for meis, for na mention. Is na naifim vasai leb mereshavad ragla bishavad. Because just when we talk about life as a, just as life, the fact that, you, that the person is alive and not dead. So life is, is equal to every part of the body. Your head, which is, of course, the crown of the human body. Is just is no more alive than the toe. The toe is just as alive as the head. Of course, there the head has greater qualities, but in life, they're both equally alive. 
says Nitzayich Zognaz in ein tail from Gov is Dochayis and another tail is Nisht. You can't say that this part of the body is alive. The other part is not. They're all alive. Azoi Izoi the Sug Vegeder Achayim from Shechiyonu. So was also the meaning of the bracha of Shechiyonu. Ados is Achayis Osnem Tarum Kolin Yonei Adam that what we are thanking for, as we'll soon explain, is something which captures, it involves every part of the person. Just like life itself is equal to every part of the body, so also this life that we are talking, we're going to explain in a minute what we're thanking for, is thoroughly embraces every part of the person. And that's why you have to thank Hashem. Because of what you're thanking for is equal, completely, um, thoroughly engages every part of the person. To explain. On Torah is Nechayich Tzogun, as by mention is Berev Zmane, as Achayim V'chayizov, Zolgeb Ma'ashevach V'edoy Tzomeibishim. If you didn't have Torah, then you can't say that life is most of the time, the kind of life for which you can thank Hashem, this is life. This is a life worth living. Without Torah, you wouldn't be able to say that about most of your life. Even if a person, his particular experience of life is that the good days were better than the bad days. Even so, even if you're, you live a good life, a pleasant life, but most of the time that a person spends in life cannot even be called, you're alive, you're living. You can't even call it life. Why? Because the Torah speaks to the general rule, to what most people experience. Or speaks about the you know the the majority of whatever it's talking about. Most of the time is spent on things like eating and drinking and sleeping. That that's not what a person lives for. That is not what a person calls life. I slept for eight hours, or even I ate. Even though today eating has become a big thing, but it shouldn't be. Eating is just something that you have to get past. You have to do it. You have to do it. Koch un That is not the person's life, and that's not what he's into, and that's not what his purpose in life is. And the same is true also for the business that a person does, whatever his occupation is to earn a living. That. The, th- the business itself you're, you're earning a living is not something that you revel in it's not something that you take joy in what you do in order to earn a living and you do it willingly but that's, it, it's, a, it's a will you want to do it it's like somebody says I want a job but does he really want a job or does he want the money that the job brings him so he doesn't really want a job. Of course he wants a job, but that's not the purpose of what he's, his life is about. It's about money. And it's not even about money. It's about what money can buy, etc., etc. 
He needs a job in order to be able to have the money in order to provide for his family. So it's not that a person lives for the career that they have, the job that they have. It's only a means by which they can support themselves in a more comfortable way, whatever, but it's not about the job itself. So therefore, if you think about it, most of, the, of life is spent on things which you're not really into. Those are not the things that, you, that your life is about. That's if you don't have Torah. That's connected to Torah, Torah the Torah of life, as a vil as kol So of course he wants that everything in his life should be lived according to Torah. So then everything that the person does, everything that he thinks about, everything that he speaks about, everything that he does, the Meshulim Gansen talk during the entire day. Then his whole his whole day, everything that he does, becomes infused with Torah and becomes infused what he really lives for. Chayas means what do I live for? So if you have a job and you go to sleep and it's all done just because you need a job and you need to sleep, so then it's a waste of time. Basically, it's not what you live for. But if your job is lived according to Torah and you sleep the way Torah commands you, and you eat the way Torah commands you, and so on, so then that is something that you live for. That in itself is what you live for. So everything that you do all day is something that you're living, not simply going through the motions. Because also in his job and through his job, or whatever other subject, whether it's eating or sleeping, is a mekayin that tzivat Torah is fulfilling mitzvahs of the Torah. As Ozayim Ba'amuna, for instance, the mitzvah of the Torah that he should do it honestly. It can go even further. Not only that you do the mitzvahs that are associated with your job, but also your whole job is in order to serve Hashem. So you have money for tzedakah to support your family and so on. That in you, as the Rebbe makes the distinction between the Chol Masech of the Yilshem Shemayim, and then there is a higher level that and everything that I do, I do in for the sake of Hashem. That's an even higher level. So it comes out as that in your situation today, now, in yet in every moment of life. Every, when you say now, it means every now that you live in your life. He wants that every moment of life should be lived, should be experienced in a way that this is what I live for. Meaning, because through this I am attached and connected to the living Hashem. And that's why you make a Shekhiyanu. That's why you thank Hashem, because a Yid has the opportunity that every single moment of life should be lived like a human being, lived like a Yid. That you could, there is no waste of time in life. Everything that you do can be a way in which to connect to Hashem. So you're living every single moment of life. At this moment, I could be alive. So, so to sum it up, the bracha shechianu is: You have given me the opportunity that I should be alive 
every moment of the day. That's through Torah. Tess. Lefize, based on this, Vos is Moisiv that Inyavikimanu a Shechiyonu. So then we understand Shechiyonu, we understand Lizmanazeh. What is Vikimanu? You sustained us. What does that add to this whole thing? Lechaira is the Sheva Funkiyaman Nidrikirinyan. We're talking about sustaining, existing is a lower level, doesn't rise to the level of being alive. So what is, why are we adding the words Vikimanu? There has been in them the explanation is Chayis Mitzadatzmai is Nish Muchrach as does Solzain Dafke by Neshama Baguf, because life doesn't necessarily have to be experienced in a body, in a human, a physical body. Other to the contrary, the Inner Chayis Dachmer Bamalochim, a Malach, an angel, is much more alive than a human being. It's all life. He exists only in life. It's all about a neshama. It's a source of life and not limited by anything else and therefore much more alive. And the life is more apparent than a neshama that's in a body. Especially a Jewish neshama. As it exists before it comes into a body, over there it lives its ultimate, to the ultimate degree. It's in the close proximity to Hashem. It comes to life. Not in a body, but it comes to life in a much greater way than a, a human, uh, when you're in a human body. Because in a Shama, as it is before it comes down, is in a constant contact and completely uh, sublimated to Hashem Himself. And therefore, what is life? Life is being in proximity to Hashem understanding and appreciating that true life is Hashem and that's an Hashem as it's out of a goof experiences that on a much higher level so therefore true life can be said to be lived outside of a body so that's why we add an additional thanks to Hashem that we thank Hashem that He <clears throat> he gave us this kind of life, the ability to live as we are in a body. And that's why we add the word Shvikimanu. That even as we exist in the body, that the body on its own, if we were to look at the body on its own, is a it's just a, a lump of flesh and blood that exists and it's not alive the body doesn't express spirituality or, the, or life it's the neshama which expresses that the body simply exists so we say that in this existence of the human physical body that we are able to enliven to experience this life of Shechiyonu in a physical body, in Vikimanu. And that's why we thank Hashem also on the part of the body that He allowed all this to happen, not only on the Shama somewhere in Gan Eden and the Tachas Kisiyakavid, but also in the physical body. So, based on this, so then what is He allowed us to reach this time? 
Kvayt Gurus Hamurcham El Muros Zokten the Sicha. So the Friediger ever says in the Sicha, Higiyano Hot Ben Amol Getaicht Ein Materen. He says that the word Higiyano, which we, we of course the simple meaning of it is that he allowed us to reach this time, but the word Higiyano can also be from the word Yigia, which means effort that we put in effort which expends our energy we exert energy in order to reach a certain goal so that's how the Friedrich Rebbe explained it so we have to understand what is the quality of somebody being exhausted that's what Aymaterim means he uses up our energy uses our energy in order to gain a certain thing. What's the quality of that? Being exhausted. would seem that this is uh, not a, a quality, it's the opposite of a quality. When there is something, even if it's a very elevated thing, exalted thing, is when it's connected with pain, we know the rule, that if you attain something, something very exciting, but it comes through pain, so then you don't make a shechionu. For instance, in by a bris mila, we find in regards to the bris, a bris, as from the time in One of the reasons that we don't make a shechionu when we make a bris, even though a bris is a great, one of the great mitzvahs. When Azar was it's the kind of mitzvah that the Yidden accepted joyfully. So you would so we even accepted it joyfully. Why don't we make Shachyonu when we make a bris? The reason is because the child goes through pain when it's happening. Therefore you can't make a Shachyonu. So everybody agrees that the mit the Mila is a great mitzvah which deserves a Shachyonu. But because it comes through pain, you don't make a shechiyonu. So then, if the vehigiyonu means to uh, it, it comes through exhaustion. So that's something painful. So what's so special about that? How does that even work with a shechiyonu? Shechiyonu seems to preclude anything that w- what comes from that kind of from exhaustion. When the asbara is in them, so the explanation is. When a person receives something as a gift without having put in any effort at all, that's called bread of shame. That's what the Gemara calls bread of shame. That's why you can't truly enjoy it because you got it in a way that it doesn't really give you satisfaction that you. Through your efforts, you uh, gained it, attained it. In fact, as the Gemara said, the Yashami says, it, it causes you to become ashamed, embarrassed, that you got something free of charge, that you didn't put in any, any effort for it. But when a person attains something through his own effort, is thus by em That's something that's much more precious to them. That's what brings you great joy, true joy. As our sages tell us, that a person would rather have one measure of his own, something that he earned, rather than having nine measures the, uh, of the same thing that somebody else gave him. 
that belongs to somebody else. A person enjoys their little bit much more than someone else's much, uh, much of. So the same is true for us. When can you truly have a rejoice? The fact that you have an opportunity to live every moment and even in the physical body. And that you should be able to thank Hashem for this Bishaz. That's only Only if the life that you live and the connection that you have through the body, you know, the kimono comes through your own efforts and that comes from having put in a great amount of effort something that, it tired you out the kind of effort that you put into it but when your all the achievements that you have in Torah also the ones that you have in your physical body when you get it without any effort the demo pilot is felt in shleimus hasimcha that you will be lacking in true happiness you can't really be satisfied from that and therefore you wouldn't be able to thank Hashem fully for it because you're not enjoying it fully so how could you thank Hashem fully so therefore Vihigiyanu means I achieved this by my own efforts. That's what Vihigiyanu means. Vihigiyanu Yigiyah. Higiyanu means that I, I, I put an effort. And this has to be understood that Vihigiyanu is not just the method by which you'll be able to enjoy and therefore thank Hashem for the Shekhyonu and the Kimonu, because you can only thank Hashem properly if you have Yigiyah, nor the Etzim Yigiyah for Shaft in Simcha B'Tainug. But the Yigiyah itself, the effort itself, is a reason for joy, and therefore a reason for thanking Hashem. And that's why you thank Hashem specifically, not just because it's an ingredient of the Shekhyonu and the Kimonu, the Higiyanu is in itself a reason for thanking Hashem. I thank Hashem for allowing me to put in an effort that I achieved this through my own efforts. That's a reason to thank Hashem in itself. The Rebbe is saying that the joy is in the effort. The effort is what should elicit joy. That is a reason for joy. We shouldn't see uh, when something comes difficult, when, it's, when something takes a lot of effort people become exhausted and they, they, they rue the day that I, oh, I should have come, I wish it was easier and so on. The Rebbe said, no. When it has an effort, that is a reason to rejoice. Yudalef. So based on this, we can explain that which the Rekeach says. That the three expressions of they correspond to as he said before. The pasuk which talks about I praise Hashem for my life is those connected shechianu. That's obviously corresponds to shechianu. The life which is attributed to the neshama. Azamra 
the the posik I sing to Hashem in my existence is is connected with kimanu that corresponds to the guf varim be'oidi main the guf as is nor oidi adav because oidi means something which is like the word oid also means more it's something extra. So in other words, it's something secondary. The word oid means more, extra, means secondary. So the guf is seen as secondary to the neshama. So ba'idi represents the guf. And then Hashem, the, the third uh, expression in that pasuk, which is, I, uh, my soul praises Hashem, is meramazaviki yanu. That is a representative of the effort that you put in Yigiyah, but I mean, Yigiyah, Likta Erein, Zayn Nefesh, because it talks, Halili Nafshi, my Nefesh. My Nefesh means my life force. To put an effort means to expend life force. It means you have to put your life force into it. And that's why Nafshi represents Yigiyah. Those are the three things that Shachiyonu Vikimonu Vikimonu, that's how we understand the words of the Rekeach. Yud Beis. Al pi kol anau. Based on this, we will understand that the fashtein the inyan from birchus shechiyano of teira was v'machbe simchas teira. What is the bracha of shechiyano on teira that we make on simchas teira? Nor than the yidin leinen unlearnen the teira b'meshal kol shona after the yidin leined read from the teira in the shul and they also studied the teira during the whole year. Un men is goyim b'simchas teira. Now you complete it on simchas teira. Kum tzu ateisus er chadushin ein sof in teira. That brings an additional infinite infusion from the infinite aspect of Taira into the Taira. When Demel Bishas Eden Aymon Lainan and Lenin the Taira Nachamal, and therefore now when the Yidin start again to Lain and to, uh, to learn, is Das Kaviyachal Anayon Echad Taira. It's, so to speak, an, a whole new Taira, a, a much elevated Taira. Higher level in the river. That's why they all, all the Yidden celebrate and make a Shachiyanu. And these three things, they come to each Yid, the Shachiyanu, the Kimon, the come to each Yid according to their level. He asked before. That's understandable about the scholars, people that learn Torah on a high level, but what about the ordinary Yidden? What, what are they celebrating? So he says the Shachiyanu Vikimanu Vigiyanu comes to each Yid according to their level. By Bali Tayrin Yeshwail Kum to be ikirin limitabanazvatairabaifanchadushkanal. For the scholars, so th- primarily this means that they get a whole new insight into Tayra, a whole new new way of uh, being able to learn Tayra going forward. Shachiyanu, um, that's what Shachiyanu is, and in Demba State, Zayir Ike Yegiya. And that is, of course, where their efforts are invested into understanding and delving deeper and deeper into Torah. That's the Vigiyanu. In Avonis Vasagas Torah, Bederach Memele Kumtze Tzu in Zeir Avodah in Guf and Unenvelt, and therefore that also adds to their Avodah, the, the fact that they live in this world and their Avodah in the world around them. The Kimanu, which comes from the word Kimanu, also them given Zeinor. Because the Vikimanu to them is secondary. Their main focus in life is to learn. Shechiyonu, the Vikimanu is to them 
a secondary thing, a tofl. That's not where their main efforts are invested into the world around them. Then there is, by modern Uvdin Tovim, then there are the people that, whose focus in life is on doing mitzvahs. People that, are, uh, that have jobs and have to work and are, are into physical, you know, uh, material things. They have to do work and jobs, uh, not like the scholars. Even though, to say that they are, that what they're celebrating is this whole new insight and the way they're going to learn Torah this year, that's not really their area. But since a new light is infused into Torah, so because for the scholars and before the Yidden as a whole, a new elevation of Torah is achieved on Simchas Torah. So even though to them it's not what they recognize, but still it brings a new life into the Shekhyonu Vikimanu Vikimanu as they experience Shekhyonu Vikimanu. As Vertnis Allah Unis Chadash der Chayas in Zayel Limina Taira Bacholan Agosav Mesh Chayem Alpi Taira. This brings a, uh, an elevated Chayas and life and energy into the way they experience Taira because they also they learn some Taira, they f- conduct their life according to Taira. Which also brings an elevated status to the kimono, meaning the way you in the highest agufa the way you live your life in the physical world according to Taira. And then it also elevates the vihigiyanu that they have. As kuntu atesis chayis of the yigiyah, it gives a new life into the effort that they have to put in, which is different than the effort of the scholars. So they have to put they put an effort that they should live they should live for the Torah that they live throughout the, you know I mean the Torah things which they live throughout their day. Whether it's the effort that they have to put in to fulfill all the mitzvahs that the Torah says in regards to how they run their business as well as the effort that you have to put in to eat like a yid eats, the cholzar and so also all the other needs of the body that you have to live. It's not easy to live a physical life according to Torah. It takes effort. Also the effort that it takes that you should disconnect from being into worldly matters and that you should put effort into learning the, the shear that you have the fixed shear the entire that every person has to have that the fixed means not only fixed in time but also fixed in your soul that this is something that you can't go without it has to happen every day and so on um, so that's where the higiyonu that's the kind of higiyonu in other words that the Shekhyonu Vikimonu Vigiyonu is experienced differently for every Yid. Every Yid has the Shekhyonu and the Vikimonu and the Igiyonu, but they're in different areas of life. The scholars, their effort is invested into studying Torah. By a regular person, it's the effort is into living a moral Chsidish life. Yud Gimel. The Fize Vepenech Vashtein based on this will also understand the Shaykhs and Simchas Teira on Ir 
Baracha Shechianu, the connection between Simchas Torah and the Baracha that is associated to the Torah on this day, which is Shechianu, and what's the connection between the two? It's a Parsha Vizaysa Baracha. How do they relate to Vizaysa Baracha? Because we read it on that day, so it must be a connection. It would seem that since Torah is based on understanding, as we said before, what, how is the Torah, which is an intellectual process, how is it going to affect the parts of the, of the person that are not intellectual? So therefore we learn in our Seder as Torah is mimine eish dos lamai. Torah, about Torah it says, it's the, the fire of the, of the law of Torah. It's, it's compared to fire. Shtetin Sifri, so the Sifri says, Ma eish kolam shtamish bay eisibagufereishim, just like fire. Whoever uses fire, it makes an impression, an imprint on your body. You know, the, anyone that has constant con- contact with, uh, with fire, you see they, their hands get black, they, they, different things happen. So also, people that, that work hard, that study Torah, they can be recognized. You can, they, they stand out from amongst other people. So therefore, the Talmud Chachamim scholars that are studying Torah, they work hard in Torah. You can recognize them in the way they walk, in the way they speak, in the way they dress. There's, they stand out from the other people. the Rambam is in them, as the Rambam explains the details about how a Talmud Chacham has to conduct himself amongst other people. But on the other hand, we have to understand So in other words, from here, he already said that even though Torah is an intellectual process, but it's just like fire, makes an imprint. So also the Torah that you learn makes an imprint on every part of you. The way you walk, the way you dress, those are not intellectual processes, but it makes makes an imprint, an impression. But on the other hand, yeah, the question we can understand by us Talmud Chacham, a scholar was Zeir on him learning Torah, Nochamol is by Vachadish that when they begin to learn Torah on Simchus Torah, it's in a whole new way, as we said before. Is thus moving vidas pelt Oyches Chachus and Esofa versus Nikabi Luchon Medeburim. So we can understand how. The whole new way that they're learning Torah can have an imprint, have an impression, make an impression, and make it stand out, even in the way they walk and they talk and so on. Aber by Eden was ein Nishkan Vilchama, but a Yid, which is not a Talmud Chacham, was for a Shaykhus hot to say the Chiddush and Torah was very besimchus Torah. What, how does the the new insight, the new level of Torah, how does it affect a regular Yid? That this should somehow inform the way you do all these things. You say, you know, your life, the way you walk, the way you talk. And that it should make such a change that you should make the bracha shechianu. He gave me new life. 
and he, that all this is happening in the body, even the body will be informed, even the way I do my physical things will be changed, and that all this should be recognized by a regular Yid, how his whole life is going to change, and thanks Hashem for how his life is going to be different. If them come as in the parsha, so that this comes the explanation of the parsha Torah, that the Torah that Moshe gave us is an inheritance. Torah is a Yerusha to Yedin Eden, that Torah is an inheritance for every Yid. Because the din by Yerusha is, the din, there's a very distinct law which, uh, which applies to inheritance. That it doesn't matter what, how old the child, the heir of the person that is leaving the inheritance is. If the, the father that died, and on that day the child was just born, he is an equal heir. He is an heir. And it doesn't matter what status he is, if he was close to his father or not close to his father, and so on. So also Torah is something that every Yid gets as an inheritance. And therefore when Torah gets a new infusion of light and a new infusion of energy, which happens as Torah, which is true, it's the scholars that can detect it, that can understand it, that can relate to it. But still, because a yid is an heir to Torah, he inherits Torah, so therefore it doesn't matter how old you are, meaning how old figuratively, that you may be a child in your understanding of Torah. You may not be on the, on the level which you understand the greatness of Torah and how it's being changed so fundamentally, this Simchas Torah. But you still inherit it. It's still something that you receive. And the third is the Ikra Simcha B'Simchas Torah Dafke B'Yakafes, and that's why the main celebration and rejoicing of Simchas Torah is Dafke B'Yakafes, and not in learning and so on. Nish by Kriya V'Limud B'Torah, not by reading from the Torah and studying the Torah. Not Dafke Durch Tnuus or Puulus Maisius for Rikud, but Dafke specifically through physical movements and so on, dancing with the Torah. Mid the Torah Atzmon with the Torah itself, Val Iker, not by reading it and it's all wrapped up and so on, as I said before. Val Iker, a Simcha for Simcha's Torah is because the main celebration, rejoicing of Simcha's Torah is Nishta Zaymet Sadasagas Vabanasat Torah is not so much about your ability to understand Torah, nor be Iker in them was the Torah Shechiyonu uns Lebedi Gemacht. It's more because the Torah hasn't given us real life, has given us real meaning in life and gives us the ability to live every moment of life in a meaningful way, because every part of your life can be an expression of Torah. In Allah Unzurayyanim, in everything that you do, biz in Asiyah B'Payl, even in simple acts which you would think are not related to Torah, but Torah has something to say about everything that you do, and in every way you can serve Hashem. And that's why... The rejoicing is expressed with physical acts of dancing and so on, because that's where the true joy is.